Hey y'all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank and I'm joined by Jonathan. Hey, hey yo. We got Squeaks. Squeaks. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about it because I was looking at something else and I was like, oh, I gotta come up with something real quick. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is when people listening don't see the dance he does real quick. But they feel it. They feel yeah. the energy. <laughs> yeah. We also have Thomas. What's good on everybody? brain energy because I stayed up till 2 o'clock in the morning playing Jedi Survivor. Uh, oh god. Oh yeah. man. The yeah. struggle. Yeah. My Amazon guy's life. still not here. So I'm up there. Damn. Fire that guy. Uh, I know. He'll be here today. And yeah. uh, he'll have a talking to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> today we're going to be talking the door for that about... Package. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. What were yeah. you doing yesterday? Your tail's uh, wagging in the doorway as he walks up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. We're going to be talking uh, Jedi Survivor today, of course. We're going to be getting our first uh, air review for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. We're also going to be going over some of the news and a little bit of what happened at CinemaCon 2023. Uh, first, I want to know, though, guys, what movie are you looking forward to most out of the summer season? Because we're into that summer season now. going to be hopping off. What's the movie you're looking forward to most? Jonathan, why don't you fire off first? <laughs> Um, shit, I, I have to look at a list of new movies coming out. I know there's a ton of movies, I just can't, I'm blanking trying to think of them right now. I forgot, you, my my notes went to your spam folder, so you didn't know about this question ahead and of time. <laughs> even the one, I found it in the spam folder, and it still wouldn't let me open the attachment, so, I don't know, mm. we got uh, too many technical difficulties over here. Hacks. Yeah. <laughs> Squeaks, let's go with you. Yeah, I kind of got two of them, actually. Um, one, one I, I decided, I was like, hey, you know what, I'm kind of getting excited for this Indiana Jones coming out. And so I rewatched all of um, all of them except from in the middle of the skull crystal skull right now. And I got to say that I'm excited for it because I'm getting juiced, but I'm a little nervous for it also because these movies were previously done for, uh, by Paramount and some of uh, like how it's comical also with Steven Spielberg got a greatest director of all time, pretty basically um, that there was a lot of um, kind of like, okay, the, for example, of killings of like a guy burning and then Indiana just bam, shoots him headshot, right? I'm like, damn, I don't think Disney's going to really portray that. So I'm a little nervous of like, you know, how much is being taken away to tailor to a certain audience now that we have new people creating this movie. But my second one, it's going to be Fast X. So Fast For X. For real? Yeah. So I did a whole like re, uh, rewatch of the Fast movies uh, and then like to, towards the later some would, was new because I was kind of falling off all. So I was like, man, I can't do this no more. But now I'm like, you know what? fuck it you know let's let's just have some mindless like crazy shit going on you know i thought at first like when they're in space it was too much but i was like you know what let's take it let's take it let's take it deep in the ocean fuck it okay let's just go all the way down to the equator or whatever and just blow shit up you know that's <laughs> and jason momo i'm kind of seeing ready to see him as a villain and see that storyline so oh, yeah. they, did you know they went to space oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling John doesn't keep up on the fast movies. Did you know that they go to space at some point? Oh man, <laughs> I did not. It's. I mean, I love Leprechaun, but it sounds like they're following the <laughs> Leprechaun uh, structure. <laughs> now they're next. They're going to be back. On yeah, they're fast be in the first in the hood. I know they started kind of yeah, in a rough neighborhood. Yeah. yeah, and then Fast and the Furious in the hood yeah. too. It's good. Yeah, I'm ready for it's that. I think the Momo, uh, Jason Momoa storyline can be pretty good though. So. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Momoa fan, so I'm down for that. Yeah. Love that too. Uh, for myself, I'll go next. I'll do uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, coming out July 14th. 
I love the Mission Impossible movies. None of them are bad. They're all really good. And uh, Tom Cruise does a lot of his stunts. I actually still have to watch Maverick and Top Gun, mm-hmm. for that matter. But um, Oh, damn. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting to be challenged yeah. to him. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> it, dude, those, that movie was so hot when it came out, too. Everyone was so amped up about it. And I'm like, yeah, I never saw the original one. I know. Like, yeah. I don't want to watch the new one until I watch the original Sorry. one. So. Yeah. I'll watch it exactly. at some point, but Mission Impossible, I'm like a day one. I watch it in IMAX, too. The last one I watched in IMAX, and I was just like, it's beautiful. So I'm going to mm-hmm. do the same thing again. Uh, I'm excited for this. Always Mission Impossible. I like that Kermit the yeah. Frog impression. Should I oh, throw mine you. out there? <laughs> I, always, I, I, am Mich- I am Kermit the Frog when I go to the movies. It's fun. <laughs> All right. Fire away, Thomas. Nice. Okay. Mine, I'm going to have to say Oppenheimer. Right on challenge oh, accepted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did Nolan Month, and Killian Murphy so is like a standout for me. Definitely Oppenheimer. And I want to see if this truly is a great DC year with The Flash. I mean, mm-hmm. I've been hearing some insane reviews for this movie. It sounds incredible. It sounds like Ezra Miller has done it all. He's like, I don't know, Chris Pratt in the beginning of the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. So, dude, I don't know. It's, I hope it lives up to the hype. So I'm going to say The Flash. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you sound real positive about it. So that's good. I'm a little, I'm a little worried about that movie. We'll see. We we are getting a lot of positive reviews from it already. So from people that I trust, I'll say that much too. Jonathan, do we have a movie from you yet? <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> not really. There's there's a lot of them, but <laughs> now that I'm going through the list, I'm like, dude, most of these movies I haven't even seen the trailer for yet. So I'm not, I'm not stoked about them. Um, I do want to see the new Little Mermaid though. I'm I am looking forward to that, and that's one that my wife's totally down for, and she doesn't like to go to the movies often, so. I like to try to watch any movie that she's interested in. Uh, so I definitely want to see that when it comes out, which should be pretty soon. May nice. 26th. Yeah, I don't know, man. When I saw Flounder and what they're doing to Scuttle, I'm like, ah, I'm out. I'm oh. out. <laughs> yeah, it might be the Lion King <laughs> that, reboot. That's like all those new Transformers images, too. Like one of them has glasses on. I was like, nope, that's it. I'm not going to watch that garbage then. You're going to put glasses on a Transformer? They don't need glasses. but they need. You are so right about that. But the beasts look dope yeah the beast looks yeah, so do. cool the cheetah um, the falcon oh, like they look so cool i i can that glasses robot's probably gonna be in it for like two minutes i i could deal with that i don't know man but i'm definitely um, i can't oh, do disney live actions I mean, anymore i fucking officially give up i don't even give a shit <laughs> if it's free there's some of the free ones and i'm like i don't care anymore yeah, the Peter Pan one just came out on disney plus is like that's good for you guys i haven't touched <laughs> I'm it not seeing it scrolled by it will okay. never be hooked <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. true. Damn right. That's what that's what Disney needs to lean into. It, they have a, a comic book series right now about the villains, but they need to lean into movies about the They're Disney gonna, villains. Would be cool. Like yeah. Hook was a good movie from you know his perspective. Yeah, but then they'll just turn them into like fucking good guys like Maleficent. <laughs> They're like yeah. heroes and shit, and it's like fucking die. Yeah, that's true. Like I don't know. <laughs> Make them complicated <laughs> villains, or make them even worse. Make them villains that you love to exactly. hate because they're so you know deeply sinister. They should do a Hades too. movie that way. Like Hades is such a good villain because he's like mm-hmm. funny, but also just straight up a jerk. And so yeah, do do a movie about Hades, yeah. just like trying to constantly kill or like not uh, conquer Olympus, and a foil comes along and that's Hercules. Mm-hmm. Like I, that would be so fun. And, and and you can understand why he is the way he is because he has yeah. his complex with his brother and whatever a power struggle. But it doesn't mean it justifies his actions. So, though you can kind of sympathize with him to an extent, you're like, oh yeah, though you're you're, you're going way too far, bro. So you can still hate him. And you love mentioned that him. villains comic book. Have you read the Scarlet one yet? I haven't. Okay. I haven't read it yet, though. It's 
Please let me know how that is because I've been debating about grabbing it just because the cover's already like, it's cool. Yeah. That's part of it too. Is like, I'm going to start putting comics on my son's wall. So nice. I want to get ones that he can read when he gets old enough. So I was like, well, yeah, I'm definitely going to get all these cool new Disney villains ones because they'll just look good anyways. All right, uh, let's go ahead and get into some of our news. We're going to start off with our first impressions of Jedi Fall uh, Survivor. A <laughs> catch. Who's been playing it so far? Thomas, I know you were up pretty late playing it, right? Yep. Squeaks, Jonathan, either of you? No, not playing it, man. I, I've been playing some Zelda. I mean, if that matters for anything, so I'll get myself Tears ready for that. Tears of Kingdom's already out? Oh, man. No, no, I'm playing, oh, okay. I'm playing some old ones right now. So, uh, okay. Yeah, very old. Thomas, why don't you give us your first impressions of it? You know, we can keep it short, but just kind of like so people know if it's worth picking up. Sure. Yeah, well, if you beat the previous game and you enjoyed that, it's like that, but just amped up. I feel like yeah. the combat's smoother, better, it's more diverse, uh, but it still feels like the mechanics and everything is just a continuation of the last game. I, I feel like, I don't know, I think I'm four hours in and I don't feel like I've been anywhere. But yeah, so... You start off in Coruscant, which is pretty badass. I, I don't know if there's a game where you get to fight in Coruscant, but this is one of them. It's really cool. Uh, man, there's just so many more. There's so much more option for the combat, I feel like, which is super dope. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just the last game just turned up to 10. Are they resetting Cal Kestis? Is he weak again? Or do you still feel like, oh, I'm that character from last time? You know, honestly, I feel a little bit more powerful at the base of the game. Than okay. I did at the last game. That last game, he felt like a baby and everybody was Darth Vader. And then you yeah, actually yeah. fought Darth Vader at the end and he feels powerful too. But um, you feel a little bit more powerful. You do have some of the powers that carried over that you, you've learned from the previous game. Um, you can also start off double lightsabers, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you, but you still have a lot. The, the skill tree is even deeper than it was the last game, which is pretty badass. That's impressive. It was very, very thick earlier. Okay. Yeah. Um, character wise, any highlights so far? character uh yes you kind of start off with this group i don't know maybe it's spoiler warning maybe it's not but uh one of the guys has a jetpack and you can kind of control him so if you've ever played the guardians of the galaxy video game where you can send out the different crew you know you can send out Gru, you can send out drax whatever you can kind of do that a little bit in the beginning of the game and so this jetpack dude kind of comes in he has a few commands and you kind of tag team villains or like enemies as you go down which is it's super cool. It's a pretty interesting dynamic. Um, I've kind of lost it now where I'm at, so it's just me solo. But uh, that's a it's a really fun way to start the game. From what I've seen, it does look like this kind of um, uh, seems true. But do you actually feel like legit Jedi like for like this time around before the first one? My feelings for the first one where I don't really feel that strong. I feel like I struggle um, as a Jedi, you know, find all these stormtroopers. But has that been? I know you said amped up a little bit, but has that make it? Does that feel like the next level? Yeah, I mean, to me it does. I had a really hard time with the last game. Like, it was one of those where I'm like, okay, I'll start it normal. Then I'll start easy. It was like, ooh, is there something below easy? And like, yeah, it was, they it turned was, it into like some Dark Souls shit or something like that. Like, look, yeah. 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 It did so have that was, combat feel. Absolutely. So it was way harder. I think now, I mean, the timing is still critical, but I think it's a little bit more forgiving. And when you get hit, it doesn't take away as much of your life. So you feel a little bit more badass. Plus, it doesn't take as many hits on the enemies. It's more, um, they have these guard life, and then they have their actual life. And if you can take down their blocking enough, then you can 
kind of wipe out people pretty easy. But uh, I'm still, again, pretty early in the game. And yeah, I definitely feel stronger than I did the last game. Nice. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Again, Amazon needs to hurry their butt up. But uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, the customization is by far way better than the last game, too. You could do facial yeah. hair stuff. You could, you have so many different suits. Uh, the lightsaber mechanics are pretty similar on what you can customize, but you and BD, it, it's like next level on customization, which is really, okay. really cool. Yeah. That's just a smart move, especially since it doesn't have any uh, DLCs. It's nice to be able to see a game do that again. Back in the day, they do it, but then, and then we like lost it. So you had to pay extra for all that. So that's nice to have it. Yeah, um, you say the customization, uh, can you shave his head? Uh, I haven't gotten that yet, but you can go Same. from like baby face to stubble to full beard. Mm. Uh, I just unlocked a man bun. Uh, I don't think I'm going to okay. use that, but yeah. I got it. So yeah, maybe I'll get to... like full ball head soon. Yeah, I'm trying to put myself in the game. That's all. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, he said they got there baby go. face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Thomas, we're leaning on in this next section too because you also went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy uh, before it came bastard. out. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, was that loud? <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Tell me how you really feel, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, right off the bat, I, I will say about me, like I've never been like a massive Guardians of the Galaxy fan. I've loved the movies, but it's never in my my top five of MCU. Oh, and I feel like one, we got James Gunn back, and you know the whole cast fought for him you can feel the family dynamic more than I feel like any other movie uh, in the MCU and well, other than Endgame, and man, does it, it, does it just bring everything together? The action is incredible. It's like everything James Gunn has learned from all of his Marvel movies, from his time in DC, they have these amazing shots in it. I wouldn't say John wick style, but it just super badass like action sequences. Uh, it's hilarious. The, and the heart and the emotion in this movie is like off the charts. Like I was not expecting to be this choked up and this emotional. Like, you know, I was kind of expecting to maybe lose some of the characters, but um, man, this got me right in the heart and it hit me in the feels. So that was all super, super just impactful and really good. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just like the whole package of this movie was fantastic. And there's so many callbacks from volume one and volume two. And it takes into account what happened to these characters in Infinity War and Endgame too, and uh, he just he just delivered, man. James got knocked out of the park. Jonathan, this is one of your favorite MCU movies. Mm -hmm. Is there anything particular you wanted to see out of a new Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, not particular. I, like I didn't read the comic books, so I don't know where they could expand it to. Nobody did. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know any. Yeah, I don't know anybody. Yeah, did. I just love the dynamic. Uh. I don't like that we're obviously seeing that they're, they're probably <laughs> killing off some characters. Uh, but you know, it's going to change just like we see another group, you know, dynamics like justice league kind of changes over the years. Um, but I like what they've done so far. So I just hope it's more of the same. Do you feel like it feels like a classic guardians of the galaxy movie or do you feel like they're trying to make sure it's just a swan song? Yeah, the, the trailer I think portrays it like, like that, like a swan song, like you're saying that a tribute, a, a goodbye and stuff. But I hope it's not just that in the movie. Like I'm saying, like maybe it's a it's a transition to another season. But we want to see kind of. Well, I don't want this to be the last movie that has Guardians in it. So I'm hoping it's kind of a transition into the next you know adventures they're gonna have, or maybe maybe they're gonna segue into wanting to start a series, a branch off series from it, or something like that. Would be really cool to see too. 
Do you think we got that out of this one, Thomas? Uh, you no spoilers. Yeah. No okay. spoilers. You're gonna have to wait and see. Uh, but oh, it to me, it feels very much like a Guardians movie. And okay. again, you know, I I really liked number one. I didn't like love the Guardians franchise, but uh, I love this movie, and it felt Guardians all the way through. And yeah, there's there's some cool things. Um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I'm not even okay. gonna give you a hint as to the time frame. Some cool Better things. than anything in Phase Four. Uh, other than No Way Home, okay, yeah, like it, it, this to me felt like the fact okay. that you paused there is a very good sign to me because No Way Home I think is fantastic. Yeah, so oh the yeah. fact that you even had to debate that a little bit that's a good sign. Okay, yeah, I got, I got a question for you now. So whatever uh, beliefs that you may have of James Gunn going forward DC has this possibly lifted those to be that even more excited for what James Gunn might do for the DC universe now. Man, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm curious. I'm, I'm skeptical. I guess you could say on the Superman of it all. But as far as mm -hmm. leading a studio and handling major personalities, you're talking like a bunch of top, a, like top A list class actors, right? And he can he can give everybody their shine. He can balance balance all these personalities. Uh, the direction of the movie. All of that was just so damn good. I, I think from a creative standpoint, uh, in James Gunn, I trust with DC, and I just can't wait to see what he does over there. It's very sad to see him leave Marvel, though. I will say that, because it's like, oh, man, this was so good. He might return. He might return and do something here and there. You know, it's... We're starting to see yeah. with him, with Taika Titi, with um, uh, Kevin Feige and stuff like that, they're starting to work, like, kind of... Not amalgamation, but we're starting to see some 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 open mindedness around that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I'm just like, man, this guy's gonna be busier than freaking <laughs> the governor of sure. California. Like he's gonna be so yeah. damn busy with all these projects. But should I, I gladly welcome it if he will do one more Marvel movie. I would love to see DC yeah. instead of redoing the Batman story and Superman and you know the same things we've seen redone over and over. They keep hitting the reset button. Let's dive into some like no name characters. You know, we've like we've seen in a lot of Marvel, there's a lot of characters that we didn't really know much before. And now they're stars of the show. Well, it's like, well, even Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody knew about the Guardians of the Galaxy comic books, you know, except for maybe a handful of people. And yet now it's like one of the best you know storylines that they have in their franchise. So it's like, yeah, let's see something unique that we don't really know from DC and and flesh it out and make it the best it can be. I also think James Gunn is like extremely that's like his best work. Mm -hmm. uh, if you think of yeah. like pay, Peacemaker and when, what he brought with the new Suicide Squad, you heard about these characters that are like, who are, who are these guys? Like Polka Dot Man? Not that I'll ever <laughs> care about that. But <laughs> Peacemaker for sure is a freaking, I mean, at least to me, is an amazing series as well. So mm -hmm. I think that's his niche, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, maybe that's his thing. Yeah. yeah. He's going to have his so own. Far. Oh, sorry, go for it. Well, I'm just saying, with it, he's in that so far. I think we're getting some of what Jonathan's saying. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, if you haven't yet seen some of the details on a blue beetle, I personally think it's going to be one of Jonathan's favorite, favorite movies. So. Uh, I, I think Susan's going to force you to go because <laughs> it's all about this, like, you know how it's all about this, like Latin or Mexican family oh, right. and stuff I like that. The, the lineage or whatever heritage. Yeah. And, and you're trying to teach a baby two languages right now. So like, what a really good example, like a movie for him to enjoy. Yeah. 
when you're trying to teach somebody two languages, you know, so. <laughs> That's the movie to teach the languages. It's this guy that dresses up well, like it took Miguel especially uh, a while to grasp English yeah. <laughs> and then like yeah. I see you and Marco they're trying to learn both languages I'm like good luck what a trooper yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty impressive but I think Blue Beetle's gonna be good the authority I think is gonna be very good I think it's gonna be some really good stuff coming out of that let's dig into some more news here we have Tamora Morrison who plays Boba Fett uh, saying he was supposed to appear in Mandalorian season 3 but never got the call He's not necessarily bitter about this, but he is mentioning it at a convention that he was at. Uh, my question for you guys, do you think Mandalorian season three, which I think was good, and I think personally it was good, do you think it would have been improved by adding Boba Fett to it? I don't think so, unless they actually wrote a, a intersecting story path between the two. But to just throw him in there like, you know, like bringing the Avengers together, just throw all the superpowers you can into one pot and have them fight, I don't think that would have added anything to it and if anything it would have kind of cheapened it a little bit so i'm glad that they can keep him aside and there's you know big battles going on with just a, a select group of people and later on if they wanted to write the stories to intersect again that'd be fantastic but yeah you don't have to just very cavalier throw everybody you have that's powerful in one one room and have them fight other people you know it's it seems like a cheap way to try to to get the fans to watch a show and it's not necessary. A lot of people like Mandalorian and are going to watch it just for what it is. Yeah. What do you think squeaks? Um, I think it would have been pretty neat to be honest. It's just for like a one-off episode, kind of like how Mando was in the Boba Fett series. Uh, mm -hmm. but just as like a one episode, um, just for a nod or just for that, uh, kind of like a little excitement you get when a twist or something happens in like a video game that you're playing or something, you know? Um, but nothing more than that. You know, nothing more than that. Nothing to like make it seem like what John was saying, where you're just ended up being like a civil war and every Marvel movie just seems like an Avengers movie now. Nothing like that. Like, I wouldn't, I don't want to see that. I think you're right. I think we're going to get that with the Dave Filoni movie. We don't necessarily need it in every season of yeah. the shows. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can see both your guys' points, but yeah, for me, they threw Mando and Boba Fett. And we're talking about a Mandalorian battle. The first Mandalorian that we've ever seen in screen was Boba Fett. If he was going to be in his show, why not put Boba Fett in this show and also defending Mandalore? He was very proud of his heritage. When you went to his wrist recorder, he was like, see, this is my house from Mandalore. It just seems weird that he wouldn't be a part of this retaking of his heritage. So I, I think, yeah, maybe not a lot of episodes, but one episode probably would have made sense. And then we could see some overlap because, yeah, it just seems weird that he wouldn't be helping, you know, restore his home. I'm a little confused by that, and and I'm not as versed in the Star Wars lore, but uh, so he's a clone of Jango Fett. He's a perfect clone. He has no modifications. And Jango Fett, I thought, like earned his armor mostly out of honoring him, um, and he wasn't a Mandalorian himself, right? I thought Jango Fett wasn't a Mandalorian. Am I mistaken yeah, I by mean, that? I don't specifically know, but I, I know when you looked at that wrist recorder thing, I think it was in season two of the Mandalorian, he's showing you all of his like heritage and stuff. And you can even okay. see it in this season when they went to the Jack Black and uh, what is her name? Lizzo. Lizzo episode. They're both looking at their like wrist recorder things of all their history. Well, Boba Fett had that too. And so he's kind of proud of that heritage. Yeah, everybody in the galaxy has something like has that. That's their identification. That's their California driver's license kind of thing. 
Right. But it also yeah. says like which house of Mandalore you stem from. I see. Yeah. And so he oh, has I'm one thinking, of those. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking like physical house, like, you know, like my blue house. Uh, no, no, not like. <laughs> no, no, no. Like clan or, yeah, you know, yeah. my last name is Craig, clan Craig, you know, whatever, yeah, clan yeah, yeah. Crees. But yeah. So I don't know. It just seems, it seems interesting that he wouldn't even be called, you know, and I could, I could see as as Mando yeah. came into his show and kind of stole the show really. And it became him and baby Grogu, you know, getting together. It seems like, why wouldn't you also bring him in there? It, it just like, it doesn't quite line up for me in my brain, why they would do that as like a storytelling technique. I think Mandalorian was really popular right out the gate too. So when, when they started the Boba Fett show, they needed a little invigorization or whatever, little put a little gas in his tank. So that was to kind of prop him up and get some attention in that direction. And then afterwards, you know, they could back off and have his own show. But yeah. I don't think it would work in the other direction. As, as yeah, you, you're right. But they only brought in Mandalorian, yeah, the Mandalorian at the end of that show. Mm-hmm. And they didn't tease it beforehand. So it was That's weird. Yeah. It only popped up later. So maybe, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just a weird story. And it feels like I've heard a lot of rumors of like Kathleen Kennedy or some of the execs coming in and saying, hey, we want the Mandalorian Grogu in Boba Fett. And they kind of forced it in there. Mm. And, I, you know, and Dave Filoni and I think John Favreau were like, if they had it their way, they would have saved the like reconnection of Grogu and Mando for season three rather than forcing it in at the end of Boba Fett. Mm. Which so, makes sense. It's such a vital thing to not be in the Mandalorian episodes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so you'll have to like watch at least two episodes of Boba Fett so that you can go back to watching Mandalorian. That's so weird. It doesn't so they make sense. get you. They're making you watch all their different yeah. content. All their shows. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Squeaks, you've been Googling. Uh, yeah, so he is a legitimate uh, man, uh, Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I wanted to add in there that he uh, um, earned his steel uh, by being a commando in the Mandalorian Civil War. So, Damn. Which uh, is like yeah, official. Is. Yeah. I knew he was honored in some way. I, th- I thought it was just as an outsider. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just watched, uh, we both did, just watched uh, Attack of the Clones and seeing Django Fett again, I was like... <laughs> I love that bastard. I love playing him. <laughs> yeah, me and Jonathan used to play Star uh, Battlefront all the time. Battlefront mm-hmm. Two. On remember when we played on Geonosis, the the rainy ocean planet, yeah. and we were both like oh, yeah. jetpacking around <laughs> <laughs> from platform to platform. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. Uh, moving on to our next thing here, Jack Dylan Grazer from Shazam. He's the kid with the crutch. Uh, he's going to be leading a live action How to Train Your Dragon ad- adaptation. Do you think he's the right choice for it? What do you think about them doing a live action version of this? Um, live action, I'm not too sure. It might be pretty pretty neat compared to what Disney's doing with their live actions. I mean, with this whole dragon and make it more of a fantasy. Like I guess you could kind of say like a uh, like Lord of the Rings type maybe thing uh, going on. I could kind of see get down for that being a live action. I think he'll do totally fine. I think he can when he was a uh, I don't know how to, when him acting in Shazam like all his speech, like how he talks, I could totally see that yeah. transfer over to uh, the main character in How to Train Your Dragon. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. But I could totally see that comparison. I think that'll work. I think seeing different types of dragons, if they honor like how they how different they were in the cartoon or movie cartoon, animated movie, um, that might be pretty neat. It might be pretty funny, but it, might, yeah. uh, it would be nice to see that than just like five different real looking dragons like Game of Thrones or some shit, you know? Um, Right. I'd be more interested in that, but I think this I might be a that good fat crossover. Dragon from D and D, dude, that that <laughs> dragon in D and D. I just wanted to hug him so much. Uh, yeah. I want that guy. <laughs> yeah. that, 
Yeah. He made I'm so good. I imagine this looking like because obviously this is is I don't think this is gonna be anything like, you know, Game of Thrones for the older audience. It's gonna be for teens, young adults stuff. So I imagine uh like the flight scenes being similar to uh, Avatar with the Navi, you know, when they when they get on their mm, flying birds, whatever they're yeah. <laughs> uh, like I, I could imagine and because we see them, we see these all these creatures flying together in groups in that movie. Uh, and the, but obviously, like you're saying, they'd be all a little bit different, a little bit unique. But we just got to at least I got to be prepared for the fact this is probably going to be tailored for the like 10 to 14 age range, I imagine. Yeah, just like that movie. true, yeah. true. That at Google is way the water on Disney Plus yet because that's the only time I'm gonna watch that same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's oh crazy. my gosh. I've already I pre-ordered a digital movie, which I don't know how that's even a thing, but I did it anyway and I watched it right away. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, man. Also, side note, my D D character I think is gonna be kind of like one of the water people from uh, Way of the Water. Oh, God, damn, that's go. fucking hot. Can I, well, let's okay. work on those after this recording. That's, 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 that's so changing everything now. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel made his, and it's a, it's a, I can't tell you, I can't tell you too much of his backstory because he's supposed to be able to reveal it in game, mm-hmm. but he's a dragonborn. Mm-hmm. So he's half dragon, half human kind of thing. Like he's humanoid dragonoid. He's very excited. And about uh, it. <laughs> he told he's me he's a barbarian. Yeah. He's rage fueled. Yeah, it's yeah. super, it's super cool. Rage he's also really excited sense. about his next character for our next campaign that we haven't even talked about in the future. <laughs> <laughs> you, you carry this character forward but yeah i yeah. can tell it's like it's like playing world of warcraft you want to make alts so i'm sure he's gonna be doing that Sorry. um uh, any, anything else before we move on from uh, this one for how to train your dragon nope that kid was a great actor in shazam too yeah. i thought i thought he was one of the best parts about it so it's just cool to see him get more roles yeah totally agree. we got the witcher season three we finally have some release dates it's going to be released in two parts the first five episodes come in june 29th the final three in June, uh, July 27th. Uh, this is going to be Henry Cavill's last season. I think it's nuts that they're losing Henry Cavill. It's whatever. Thomas, how do you think they're going to write Henry Cavill's character out? Not even the character, sorry, the actor out and bring in the Hemsworth. So this might need to be a challenge. Uh, I watched all of season one, like kind of begrudgingly. Like I, wow. I slogged through it. It wasn't, I didn't play the game, so I didn't have any connection to it. And as much as I liked Cavill in it, like some of the other story and stuff didn't really grip me. Uh, but yeah, so I didn't watch season two. I'm not really sure how this goes, how it's going to go. But yeah, what is what is the show going to be without Henry Cavill? Can Liam Hemsworth really take over it? I don't think so. To me, he's so like wet toast, man. I don't know. When like when he plays Gale in Hunger Games, I'm like, what a little. In the books, Gale is like the clear better fit for Katniss, but in the movie, you're like, get the hell out of there. Pete is gonna take her. Like, right. what are you doing? You're so useless. All right, uh, Squeaks. I know you're you're a Watcher fan. What do you think? Uh, I th- I don't think they're gonna be anything to write off. I think it's just gonna straight up continue right away yeah, maybe they'll be like oh you lost some weight yeah <laughs> yeah no right. but you don't yeah, so was a truck compared to him yeah. Uh, yeah i think honestly they'll just just straight to it and i think that's probably the best to be honest i mean it's not changing the character it's just in it, changing the actor so you don't yeah. you don't think they would write it as if like he's passing it down to his son or or it's a different person that he you think they're both gonna play the exact same Okay. Mm, I would be veering way off. Yeah. They'd be veering yeah. way off from like anything that's been ever been done. I mean, they don't look that similar uh, compared to the games. I mean, yeah. maybe they'll do some work to make them look more similar, but yeah, 
That'd be kind of weird. It's so tricky because like one of the reasons Henry Cavill left is because the writers openly disrespect the games and the source material. Mm. Henry Cavill's like, you guys are like, he's into fandoms. He is a World of Warcraft player. Da, 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 da. And so it's just kind of crazy to see. He should so they probably will. They'll just be like, yeah, it's his son. Who cares? They won't like pay attention to the source material, probably. I kind of want to see Henry Cavill get with Robert Downey Jr. and how he made his own production company and wants to start making some good movies. Like, I think Robert Downey Jr. would respect Henry Cavill and the, you know, source material and stuff like he'd like. So that'd be a cool partnership, I think. That got me excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to move on to this one. We have the UK government blocks Xbox's acquisition uh, of Activision Blizzard and over cloud gaming concerns. Now, the big thing here is this whole time PlayStation's been throwing a fit over uh, the Call of Duty rights and it ended up being cloud gaming that did them in. So the whole thing is like, if you do this, cloud gaming won't progress very fast. Squeaks, do you play much cloud gaming? Uh, not really, to be honest. I have no interest yeah. in it. There's nothing that's really like catching me uh regards of that so i don't know but i do feel like maybe the just just make the action happen i'm a, i'm like a kind of like a fan of this business you know i mean if mm-hmm. i i'm not I'm, now what it suck as being like a big xbox or like nintendo person that have like you know call of duty just be on or i'm sorry playstation nintendo call of duty to only be on xbox whatever the case may be yeah but that's that's what it is right that's the that's the battle between uh it all i mean i don't know it'd make me go buy an xbox if i really want to play something that bad yeah. But but cloud gaming overall though no no I have no interest. <laughs> so. Can you explain more what is cloud gaming like being able to play games like you stream your Netflix kind of thing? Yes. Okay. Okay. Like the Stadia yeah. thing that you and I discussed. Yeah. Stadia now died already, yeah, but that's unfortunate. That idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Microsoft's leaning in on it, but it hasn't taken off yet. And Microsoft's response to this, by the way, is they're like, we're going to try to overturn this because cloud gaming is like not a thing. Nobody cares about it. We're just investing in it because we think it'll be important for the future. Yeah. But the idea that they would hamper development of it doesn't make much sense since they're the leading edge of it. And so, but if they have, obviously I have a bias, by the way, I, I want Activision Blizzard saved by Xbox. So I clearly have a bias of it. So right now, I know you've told me more about it before, how like when an Xbox is sold, the, the company doesn't really make money on the sale. It's the games afterwards right. that they make money on. And so I wonder mm-hmm. how that's going to change if they're no longer selling devices because they don't, you know, they don't have, they, they would maybe lean into selling TVs that are equipped with this, you know, uh, software or something like that. Uh, but then they're leaning over into creating more games, better games, easier to stream, whatever. And then you're paying for a subscription to access to all of their games through their library, just like you do, you know, Disney Plus or Netflix. Uh, so I wonder, like, if they are the first ones in that industry and are able to somehow keep control over that, that structure, you know, it'll take a while maybe for the other companies to, get into that routine they're still going to be trying to push their playstations or whatever else and streaming is going to take over just like we saw blockbuster go under kind of thing you know will sony be the next blockbuster try to push consoles i mean the the thing that i'm thinking is microsoft is not going to invest in something it doesn't see long-term money coming in for so Mm -hmm. there must be some projections that you know uh web gaming or cloud gaming is the future and you don't try to make a $69 billion, whatever it was, investment. I mean, that's a ridiculous amount of money for, don't worry about this little thing over here. It's not a big deal. Like, that's a shit ton of money to not make a big deal. So there must be uh, some huge, huge revenue streams coming down the line. And yeah, for kids who, like some kids don't even jump on console, right? Like they play mobile games from their iPads or phones. Yeah. Like that, 
you have a better game that's just hooked to the TV and kids can just jump on it. Like there's, you know, and then, Hey dad, I want this costume. Hey, I want this. I want this dance. Give me this emote. Like there yeah. is probably crap tons of money just floating out there. This, if it goes through, I probably will be a massive deal in the UK. Great call on that though, because Xbox did claim that if you guys were concerned about money, you'd be concerned more about mobile gaming. and You're not paying attention to that part. Mm-hmm. Xbox called them out on that. They were saying like, it's mobile gaming that's making uh, all the cash for the younger generation right now. And uh, it sh- it's it's one of the three tent pulls for uh, Activision Blizzard. The two others is Call of Duty and World of Warcraft. But um, yeah, the idea that, <laughs> I don't know, again, the bias is real, but I'm like, PlayStation and their exclusivity fight, why would you not got- try to make a cloud gaming system? I currently play the PS5 on my PC because I stream it to my PC. I do that a lot. Um, cause this is where I stream it from to the world. And, but that's like the maximum capabilities they have. They don't have the game pass in the way that Xbox does. And I think that they have a version of it. It's so unsuccessful. It's ridiculous. Um, they need to invest heavily in that because obviously Xbox is doing quite fine with their game pass. And, um, that's basically been the reason why the UK is like, no, you guys need to not do this deal cause you're going to control it too much. Just interesting. I think part of that might be, honestly, since uh, Microsoft is so big, they can afford to lose money for a while. So they can Mm -hmm. do like Netflix did. Be the first ones out there with a streaming service that is really enticing and you're just dumping tons of really premium content in there. A lot of really good stuff that people want to see until everybody has you downloaded onto their devices. And then when other people are starting to get into it, you know, you've been losing money for so long, then you could start to bring up the price a little bit and be competitive but you're already the primary source. You're the one that you know coined the name. You're the Google of search engines. You know, once yeah. you've been established. Yeah. Gotcha, bitch. Exactly. That's what do. <laughs> Even for Game Pass, I'll say like, what's PlayStation's Game Pass? Blah 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 blah. It has a name. Couldn't tell you what it is. I call it PlayStation's Game Pass. Yeah. You know, right. Same thing. Yep. Do you guys think it should go through? Not go through? I think it's inevitable that that it's going to eventually go through if not now later. So it's just whether or not there's going to be competition in the market. If if other people are going to start leaning that direction. Yeah, that's a good point. And we're talking about UK. Like I I don't specifically know UK laws, but you know, things could be different over there on how they view business and and rules and regulations. You know, I, I don't know if we follow their trends, if they follow our trends, but I mean, I know it's a big market and a global economy. So I think what decisions they make will kind of lead the way for other smaller countries around that part. So yeah. we'll see how that, you know, vice versa, if that goes through, how it'll affect the U.S. and then, you know, vice versa around the world. I like how you, uh, the same time that UK was stopping this, Ukraine approved it. And mm. people have been talking smack like, Ukraine's currently fighting off Russia and they have the brains to, <laughs> to <laughs> the focus to get this thing passed and you guys can't do it. Like, there's so many, and of course there's the opposite side. Xbox and PlayStation fans are the most toxic people on the internet. PlayStation fans are like, about time UK does something right. And it's like, oh, calm down, everybody. (laughs) It's so much heat over some stupid shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to move over to CinemaCon here. Uh, We have a bunch of announcements. I've got some of my favorites. Let me know if you guys have any favorites. But we're going to start with my first one here. The Hunger Games, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. We got the first trailer for this thing. I kind of think this is going to be dope. It's actually like they took Fallout as their inspiration for their past, you know, like the way the technology works. Wow. Didn't know that. Well, I mean, if you look at it, like the technology looks like it's not quite our past, but it's that like 1950s nuclear powers, how we're going to the future. Uh, What do you think about this, Thomas? Uh, 
I, I really didn't care to be honest yeah. about this. Uh, seeing the trailer though, I don't, is that Rachel Ziegler? I don't know who the main girl is, but I'm not she, it looks kind of interesting. Like she looks like a reverse Katniss where she like wants to be in the fight. You know, mm -hmm. I think they said yeah. it was, you know, uh, a presentation put into hunters rather. She's a hunter that's put into the presentation. So I like that premise. Um, it really worked for me for prey and she looks kind of cool. Uh, but you know, I don't so know great. if I, what's that? I was saying prey was such an amazing movie, right? Yeah. yeah prey was so yeah. good, man. So yeah, maybe it could hook me, but I wasn't asking for this, but maybe it'll be a sleeper. Another thing I liked was that we found a little bit more information on the new Avatar movie coming up. Uh, it's going to be Team Avatar. They're going to be in their 20s and 30s. Uh, the people making it, specifically Ramsey Nyota, uh, said that this will blow your mind away. Um, mm -hmm. It looks like they're trying to honor as much as possible the original cartoon when expanding this. Jonathan, you've read the comic books. Is there any idea that you... What kind of idea can we expect out of this? Um, <clears throat> so I know after the end of the series it's like kind of rebuilding the the try or the cities Nations. that were taken over by the fire nation uh so we do see i think it's union city that there there's one of them where republic city i think is the city. one from like maybe that's it from katora katora that is cora thank you job uh, uh so yeah this probably probably is republic city then in the comics where they're trying to rip it apart they're trying to separate like hey we, this is this was earth kingdom it was taken over by the fire nation so we're going to like make two cities and or we're going to evacuate the Fire Nation back out of here so the Earth Kingdom can resume how life would have been. And though that kind of might make sense on paper to some people, uh, eventually you find in the comics like there's no way that's possible. These people aren't Earth and Fire. They're they're together. They're mixed. A lot of Fire Nation and Earthbenders, you know, had families together. So tearing them apart would just be, you know, destroying something beautiful that was made, you know, in peace, uh, you know, between the people, not, you know, between the, the you know, warring uh, militaries. But uh, so then instead they decided to stay together and build on that as a example of how two nations can live as one. Uh, so I, I'd like to see that kind of story of, you know, there's still small conflict and there's going to be obvious little side stories, B plots and stuff. Uh, but that general concept would be kind of cool to, to continue on from where the cartoon left off. But I'm kind of hoping they don't retell the whole story of the cartoon that we saw, you know, like like the M. Night Shyamalan movie was trying to tell all of all of book oh, one yeah. in, in the first movie. Like uh, that, we don't say that name over here. Oh, <laughs> That's like Voldemort, <laughs> man. And the, the Netflix uh, avatar will be doing that. Yeah, yeah. But but this is going to be when they're in the 20s and 30s, it's going to be a whole new thing coming up. Yeah. I think you're right. I think it's going to be about like creating the Republic City or whatever and actually like finding a way because like the technology jumps quite a bit in that time frame too because all of a sudden they have like electricity and they're using it yeah uh, they're using firebenders to do it you know that'd be cool uh we got a transformers movie coming out this is going to be a prequel animated transformers movie called transformers one coming out july 2024 here's the cast chris hemsworth scarlett johansson brian tyree henry keegan michael key john ham lawrence fishburne any thoughts on this squeaks Man, this is what I've been waiting for the longest time when we first got that little teaser when it came to the Bumblebee movie was a prequel of everything being in Cybertron. I don't give a shit. I'm tired yeah. of these movies like Godzilla vs. Kong where we like have a, a human screen time. When it's like, dude, I just want to see Godzilla and Kong start just throwing punches at each other, right? 
<laughs> and this yeah. is what I want to see literally the Decepticons taking over Cybertron and be in that world. And I don't give a shit. I mean, we watch like how many of these animated movies, right? Like, just give me that. I don't need anything else but a bunch of CGI fuck fest, really. I just want the big ass orgy in my face, right? <laughs> of these, oh of Cybertron Who knows just going. Wants, folks? Yeah, of, <laughs> of just Cybertron being blown up. And then obviously, you know, the Autobots leaving. So, yeah. This is kind of what I've been wanting for the longest time. I agree with you. Preach. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you watch the Netflix version? I know like Netflix had like a... Yeah, I watched the first season. I thought that was fine. It was, was a it fine... Cool? Uh, yeah, it was more of a... In the background for me while like playing with the kids or whatever. Um, but I enjoyed it. Sometimes I caught myself staring at it. The story would get a little deep, but yeah, it was good. It was fine. Yeah. What do you think, Frank? Um, yeah, as long as I want to know the animation style is my big thing. Like the voice acting is kind of ridiculous, but, um, I want to see this animation style. I kind of want them to try to go eighties animation would be really cool Mm -hmm. instead of doing like, just like CGI, but those, that eighties animated movie for transformers was, it's freaking stellar. And so uh, let's just do that again. Hopefully they can, I don't know, take a chance and go for it. I think that would be really neat. Uh, we got all kinds of stuff from CinemaCon. Just a couple. Real, uh, we have a haunting of Venice. We got the first trailer for that. That's the third uh, Perot movie off of the Agatha Christie novels. We've got 20 minutes of Pixar's Elemental. They were shown, and it, and everybody's really hyped about that. It looks like it's going to be uh, two people from opposite worlds realizing that they have more in common. We got our first clip from Wonka uh, that they saw, and they oh. noted that uh, what's his name Hugh Grant Hugh ja- Hugh Grant is going to be playing an Oompa Loompa. Yeah. Um, Anything else at a CinemaCon you care for? Do you look forward to? Dang. Uh, yeah, actually, um, something I was going to dive into WB, but I thought it was interesting that WB said they're not interested in going straight to streaming anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I'm a big fan <laughs> of that. <laughs> I, mean, I like sitting on my couch and my own comfiness and eating what I want, but whatever, you know, that's fine. I'll live, right? We've been doing it for how many years already? But yeah, I did want to highlight Willy Wonka. I was pretty, I'm pretty interested in that and how it's going to be the Willy Wonka and kind of veering off that whole Charlie scene that happened with um, uh, Johnny Depp. Uh, Dune 2 images. I'm kind yeah. of excited for that one and yes. seeing, uh, I'm probably maybe saying her first name wrong, Florence Pug or Florence Pugh. Pugh. Florence Pugh, yeah. Interested in seeing her being the princess. Um, sorry Dude. for that. What else? Uh, None 2. Why? First one was garbage, <laughs> but I love, I love, I, <laughs> I love the Conjuring universe, but I thought that was the worst Conjuring world movie that's ever been done. I thought it was god awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but then jump into like the Universal side. I'm super excited for uh, Exorcist Believer. Um, that's supposed to like ditch all the other sequels and be a direct sequel to the first one. Um, that's nice and, to hear. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. yeah. And it's supposed to actually have two. I could be wrong, but what I've heard was two sisters possessed this time around mm. so you know exorcist 2 <laughs> fun yeah so, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah so um uh what else uh megan 2 i heard is gonna be a thing now like um mm-hmm. i'm a little uh i enjoyed megan i don't know if like any of y'all seen megan oh yeah i love uh, it yeah i thought it was great i think uh i heard that they toned it down a little bit because of how famous it was getting on tiktok and maybe like younger um people are seeing this but I don't want that shit turned out. I want to keep it going. You know, like let's let's make it. How can you make it more something new? Each one, like gruesome wise or killing wise, whatnot. But I think my most excited one, and I'm reading a novel right now. I'm about seventy percent done. That's what my iPhone says. Seventy uh, percent done, right? Of Five Nights at Freddy. I'm fucking stoked for this movie. <laughs> okay, 
And you're laughing, but this novel I'm reading of Finance of Freddy is gruesome. So I'm like, oh shit, there is a, I don't know, world, I guess you could say, of Finance of Freddy where it's tailored to the more adult, um, you know, age group. Kind of where I feel like the first game should have been that way. And then it kind of turned around to do other things. Because if you actually like yeah. think of like the game itself, that's some crazy shit, right? I mean, we all been to Chuck E. Cheese back when the, the animatronics were there, right? So, mm-hmm. but um, I'm super curious because of Bloomhouse doing this thing that how gruesome it can. I do. Yeah, they're amazing. Of how gruesome they will get. Because like I said, I'm reading this novel right now and it's literally talking about, um, you know, uh, people wearing these outfits, but the scars that they get from them because of the mechanics in them and then like stabbing um stabbing children and stuff like that in a way and it's like damn this this can get pretty gruesome than what is marketed often that we see for five nights already is the book based off the games or the games based off the book uh i believe the book is based off the game i think the game came out first before anything else so they just built this universe to it i do have some graphic novels as well that's kind of more it's like that whole like hey i'm tailored to the 10 year old but the mm. story you're like this is kind of uh, twisted in a way, but it's not, you know, shown that way. So, but the novel that I'm reading, um, I think each one is called like Silver Eyes or let's see what's it's right here. Um, yeah, the Silver Eyes is the first one, but that is like the really like, oh shit, like what the hell? Well, you're reading it and then you're like, oh damn, reverts pretty dark, but that's my most exciting one. I'm pretty, I'm excited for this fight. I haven't played much Five Nights at Freddy. Mostly it was my nephew Brody coming up and like, watch me play this type of thing. So yeah. watch, or we, yeah. you would always watch streamers playing it. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not getting the excitement. You know, okay, it was whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's old, yeah. old, old uncle Frank, not knowing what the yeah. kids are doing. <laughs> and so I'll have to check it out. That's, yeah, that good. for sure. Those are my excitements. Anything out of CinemaCon that you guys are hyped for? John? Nothing that I know, but I haven't, I haven't been paying attention to it much except for seeing your TikToks in there, but you've talked about uh, pretty much everything that I've seen so far. Yeah. yeah. Two things for me, uh, kind of just piggybacking off what Squeak said was Dune 2. I absolutely love Dune. Uh, after I saw the movie, I, I went back and like listened to the audiobook. And man, it is so deep. It is such a crazy basis for Star Wars and these planets and worlds and the lore of it. It's like one of my new favorite fandoms. I'm like super yeah. hooked on Dune. Um, it's just so cool with the vibroblades and the shields. And and the way he's kind of like a Jedi, but kind of not. Uh, mm-hmm. Man, I'm so stoked about this. Uh, I think Florence Pugh as Princess Irulan mm-hmm. is going to kill it. Um, Austin Butler as one of the new Harkonnen is mm-hmm. going to be a savage. I heard he's like absolutely brutal. I mean, in the books, he's he's yeah. just a megalomaniac. Um, so seeing that in live action is going to be great. Plus, Christopher Walken is the Emperor. Uh, dude, sign me up. Such I think good I, casting. Such oh, good God. casting. So good. And de- like, I love Dennis Villeneuve's like movies. So this is like right up my alley. I cannot wait for Dune 2 and just the battles and the action. And then uh, I'm very, very curious how this Flash movie is actually going to be. Because everybody that was at CinemaCon and saying it's getting standing ovations and Ezra Miller can do everything. He can he can make you laugh. He can make you cry. Like, I, I'm so curious to see how this is going to yeah, go. Yeah, he can make so. me punch him in the face, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he can make you punch him in the face. But yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure. He kind of deserves it or they deserve it. But uh, yeah, coming from Hawaii, we're not fans. But, uh, <laughs> the, oh, my God. The memes. Funny. The memes oh, yeah. of like, I, I've seen so many where it's like everybody watching 
uh, the Flash movie. Excited. People from Hawaii watching the Flash movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's got, we call them uh, your flip-flop slippers. Everybody's got their slippers off ready to knock them in the head, I guess. <laughs> That's funny. So uh, have you all read Dune 2, the book? We've, me and Jonathan only Dune 1. We're going to do Dune 2 soon. Okay, but, okay. Yeah. So they did say the action was going to be pretty intense in this uh, Dune 2, but I'm curious of after reading the book, I'm like, what action? Right. So the action to me, unless I like, it was very quick and like the buildup was there and then something happened. You're like, fucking what the hell? That was over. So I'm interested in seeing like how that small piece is going to be expanded, obviously for a movie, because then you're just going to bore us. Right. But I did. What pulls me in is like what Thomas said. The fucking lore of Dune is so awesome. It is. And the political stuff and then like the assassinations that sometimes that happens here and there is really neat within the second book. But like I said, it's not where if I'm reading like a Star Wars High Republic um yeah that's the new stuff high republic right yeah mm-hmm. uh, high republic stuff where it kind of gets um a few pages of the action instead of like a few paragraphs compared to dune the so. key with the movie dune 2 the movie is based off the second half of dune 1 the book oh uh, okay because i'm yes. reading okay okay well then you know, like spoiler they... the next one is going to be really boring <laughs> yeah so, well, from what i've heard is they're going to incorporate a lot of the second book into the second movie just because it is so light in comparison okay. to the first one, which was like this big lore dump. And so we're probably going to get a lot of the, I can't remember the name, Frenum? Why am I saying yeah, that? Yeah, Frenum. Frenum. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a lot of the Frenum life now, because remember the last time it was on the other side of things. Mm-hmm. So that whole part of where he's like now fully a Frenum, he's in love, they got a kid, all of that, and riding the dune worms and stuff, and sandworms and stuff like that. Yeah, and a lot of that is in the second book also, because when they uh, introduced the queen um, for Florence Plain, um, that's a lot of Dune, the second one, and uh, Taylor to have that relationship also being in love with uh, what you can call it Zendaya's character. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That's why I can't argue with that. (laughs) (laughs) But that's why I'm kind of like, okay, maybe this, maybe they are putting a lot of two into this one. Yeah. Two. Should be good. Jonathan, when are we going to start listening to that second book? Um, Soon. Maybe I'll listen to it when I'm on vacation. I don't know. That sounds like a challenge accepted. Yeah. Two. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, that first one was really good. I remember like driving home and then like just being parked and listening to the next chapter because yeah. they did such a good job with like the audio drama aspects of it. All right, uh, network news. Streams are shifting to events, community nights, and new releases only. It's hard for me to do regular schedule. I'm just too busy with all these podcasts. So sorry guys. <laughs> I'll stream when I can and on the big stuff. Um, as for a new podcast, we have a new uh, Who's Got Next Game coming out. It'll be out on Monday. And we have a brand new challenge accepted that's going to be about Star Wars um, episode two. So check that out, Attack of the Clones. Uh, we just put out the one about Star Trek and Jonathan guest stars on it. Jonathan, yeah. what did you think about talking on uh, Challenge Accepted? What did you think? Oh, that was a lot of fun, especially talking about you know a topic that I know so much or an episode especially that was so good. Uh, so yeah, it was fun and relaxed format. It's good. Nice. Yeah, you stole my job, man. I was like, well, I guess I don't have to show up anymore. John's taking over. <laughs> as long as it's Star Trek, I'm I'm good. There's a part where I, we had Jonathan explain what Star Trek Voyager is. I ended up putting the theme song underneath it, so nice. he's just like talking over the theme song of it. I was like, yes, <laughs> that's cool. Oh, nice. <laughs> my recommendation for the week is The Last Kingdom, Seven Kings Must Die. This is the movie that's following up uh, The Last Kingdom, which is a fantastic series. If you like Game of Thrones and you didn't know that HBO had the, or Netflix had their own version of it, it's this. 
Um, it's based off a really good book series and is super cool. Vikings meet Game of Thrones is super good. Um, and so The Last Kingdom is their first movie, and my, I believe. I believe it's going to be a few of them. Uh, but it's following all of the series. So go check that out, guys. Uh, it's now uh, on Netflix. Who's got a recommendation for the week? Um, oh, good. Okay. Uh, I was just going to say, if you liked Sweet Tooth Season 1, Sweet Tooth mm-hmm. Season 2 is now on Netflix. And I loved Sweet Tooth. Like It was one of my favorite shows when it came out. So I'm so happy to have it back. That kid Gus is like adorable. And he just has like, I don't know. He just has this like really great personality. You would just want to root for him. So yeah, yeah I'm stoked. Uh, I just saw episode one last night and I think I'm just going to binge it all weekend. Cause <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it. I love sweet too. We'll so, do a review for two. the next, on the next Geek Freaks for that. Cause I have to watch that all as well. I'm a oh, big fan. Um, really also good. that Gus is in cocaine bear. So yeah. if you yeah. big fan, he's also cocaine bear. Hey, uh, it's so, it's so weird seeing him drop F bombs. You're like, what? You're the adorable <laughs> kid on that Netflix show. When we were at that Lodi Comic Con, it was a year ago because the next one's coming up next weekend. Uh, there was mm-hmm. a guy dressed there as I think he was supposed to be the villain from that. He's like you know a shaved head with that like black trench coat and long beard and the, the little little glasses. And I was like, he would come by our, our booth every once in a while and just stop and kind of watch what we're doing and stuff. And I kind of wanted to ask him like, are you from that or are you, you know, cosplaying as that guy? But I didn't know first off the character's name or if he looked like maybe a really popular character from the anime or something like that. So I was like, I'm going to ask him and he's going to be like, oh, no, I'm supposed to be whatever. This really (laughs) well-known guy that, you know, you don't know. So I didn't ask, but I'm pretty sure he he looked just like him. So must have been from that. But that was a really good show. Absolutely. Cosplaying at an event, though, you're kind of like Jonah Hill from that one college movie. You know, (laughs) ask me about my wiener. (laughs) You're kind of like that. So I think people, they want you to ask. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. called Accepted. That's a good movie. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's right. Uh, we have the next season of Strange New Worlds coming out on I think June 15th. Oh, Very man. soon. So, Frank is ready. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I also saw, I think it was on Netflix, Better Call Saul, the next, the new season, which a lot of people saw as, as it aired live, but I don't. Uh, so that just released too. So I'm excited to watch that. Should be the final season yeah. as well. And if you haven't seen Picard, it just finished, uh, I don't know, last week or two oh, weeks ago. And yeah, it was an amazing show. So that's what we forgot to talk about the Star Wars, the Star Trek stuff. But Jonathan, did you finally finish Picard? Yes. Uh, just, well, kind of. I didn't finish the last episode, but then I had to watch a quick, like, 10 minute review to go over what happened in it so that I knew what happened. Uh, but yeah, it was and an amazing story. Squeaks, did you watch it? Uh, no, I'm so freaking behind. I get distracted with other things, and this was going to be my recommendation when I got pulled away from any any Star Trek. Period. Is uh, the final speech of final seasons? Uh, the marvelous Miss Maisel is, yeah. uh, is back on. Oh yeah, like Fucking that. Love. Oh god, I love I love yeah. Miss Maisel. But um, good wreck. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, coming out weekly. I think we're on episode uh, six. four or five. Is this six already? Damn. Yeah, I yeah. think six is coming up. Yeah. Six is coming up, so five out right now. And um, yeah, it's kind of like one of those things like, oh, I'm not ready to pay attention or whatever to this. And then you start watching, you're like, shit, man, I'm hooked like I was back then. So yeah, <laughs> an amazing yeah. show. This is the final season, sad to say, but you know, good things got to end. And, and I like a little bit of it because I know, Frank, you were watching at one point, right? I love it. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm waiting for it to be all done because I like to binge that show. Yeah. So you're going to get to a point where they show like a future. It's kind of like a... I'll just okay. spoil it a little bit. It's like a 60 minutes interview. Um, six oh, minute. cool. And it shows her doing the interview and it's like talking about the future. And then it goes back to where you were. So you kind of are going to know what happens, but mm. then it's going to, yeah, start unfolding in. 
may not be a happy ending though. We'll see. Oh wow. We'll see. Because she's very much a Joan Rivers. I think those ideas that she's basically Joan Rivers. Mm, okay. And so it'll be interesting to see if it follows oh, yeah. that path. Yeah, she's supposed to. She is supposed to model a, a famous comedian, right? And that's Joan yeah, Rivers. Yeah. Okay. I forgot yeah. about that actually. Yeah. Uh, real quick, because we forgot to mention it during the episode, Jonathan, have you? Uh, Star Trek Legacy is an idea that the creator of the third season of Picard came up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea that it would just follow the new Enterprise led by Jane or Janeway Seven of Nine. Do you think that has a possibility of working? I think that'd be great. It's not. I don't think it's the Enterprise, right? Isn't it the Titan? Titan was renamed Enterprise oh, okay, in okay. honor of. Remember the the line. I miss that. Names do have importance or something like that. Yeah, it's like, okay. oh yeah. And they showed they showed uh, Patrick Stewart. I think that'd be amazing. This season does have a lot of fan service, but Star Trek has been kind of yes. leaning into that. Uh, but it, it's a great way to, you know, yeah, bring back old characters that people like. But like, like Seven Oh Nine, I can't remember the actor uh, Jerry Ryan. She's not very old, so it's not like she's these you know these other guys that are on the brink of retiring or maybe got you know five or ten more years of of acting in them. She can continue to to carry a series for a lot of years, um, so I think that'd be awesome to like just make her kind of the lead, you know, the captain of some new adventures and a, a new series yeah. that also branches off of this nostalgic, you know, touch where we have a lot of new characters that were built from like Jordy's Jordy's girls that you know Jordy's, were built yeah. off of this nostalgic uh, moment or whatever. Uh, so I think it's a good way to kind of segue into yet another generation of star trek yeah i think it has enough ties to next gen and to voyager while also showing like hey we can just go from here and be a whole new future Mm -hmm. i think it's a really good combo i know they referenced admiral janeway enough times to be like come on guys (laughs) you know just show her i would like to see something about deep space nine like another another series that branches off that's like cisco's missing so we could be seeing cisco that'd be that'd be kind of cool yeah and then um more tim russ it was cool seeing tim russ yeah. pop up i was like oh man that's just he's getting up there in age i hate to see that but now that's good. the doctor from voyager is a hologram does not age you know well i mean data also yes. wouldn't age they wrote that in, in a, a tricky way but i wonder uh if they would bring him back if they would use uh like de-aging uh whatever technology yeah. or if they would just like change his program to where he's like yeah i wanted to you know look the age with my friends or you know age ages of marco's wisdom wife. or something like that so yeah. i wanted to to appear as wise as my many years and so you know a way to kind of write him into the story and show his character again i think it's in the finale we see that he does get married mm-hmm. and so uh maybe he would say like i wanted to age with my wife that's true so that way you kind of just like yeah. perfect and well and he's like i can never truly feel alive unless there was the the looming uh anticipation of death or something like that so, that's such a doctor thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. And it sounds like I'm sure he would quote some poet from the you know 17th century or something like that. It would be great. <laughs> Thomas now knows exactly what we're talking about now that he watched one episode of Voyager. <laughs> right. I got inducted. I'm like, I know these characters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let us know if you guys want a Star Trek legacy. Um, it sounds like Alex Kurtzman, the guy who's running the whole thing, is like, we heard the fans loud and clear. It's expensive to make Star Treks, but give us time. So I think this is something that's coming down the way. And Jerry Ryan, who was an actress who did not want anything to do with Star Trek, thought it was kind of silly. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they showed her one episode. It happened to be the absolute worst episode of Voyager. And they're like, no, 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 that was the wrong one. Uh, and now all of a sudden it's like the forefront of the entire franchise. It's pretty freaking cool. And then neat? All right, guys. Thank you very much for joining us on this week's Geek Freaks. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.